The SQL Podcast, episode number five. My name is Pierre de Sosa, and I am here with Andrew Miok. Yo, what's up? So, before we get into today's um, episode, which, by the way, is going to be absolutely insane, we're going to talk about erectile dysfunction, how to get it up, and how to keep it up, and how to go all night. This is a subject that's very, very common for men to have a problem with, and... Lucky for you, we happen to have one of the world's foremost leaders on on the subject, Andrew. So I'm probably not going to chime in too much on the subject because it's not my area of expertise. But Andrew has some amazing things for you. Literally, how you will be able to control your erections basically with your willpower. Or you won't be needing your willpower, but you will be able to control it with your mind, more or less. In any case, before we get into that, we just wanted to give a quick thank you to everyone who has been sharing this podcast publicly on your Facebook. What's what's really cool about what we're doing right now, as opposed to some of the more hardcore dating stuff we have done in the past, is that people really feel completely comfortable sharing this. Because actually, <laughs> a couple of guys hit me up, it's, it's a little bit funny. They're sharing this publicly and girls are like hitting them up. I'm like, do you actually know these guys? These guys have actually taught you how to fucking shit? They're like, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's like, oh, okay. And now the girls are like super interested because they're like, oh, so you must be a fucking god in the bedroom too. So you must be a pro at fucking. So that, that's really awesome. We were just wanted to give a quick shout out to everyone who has done that. And it's actually pretty pretty amazing as a result of just three podcasts being released the fourth one just a couple of minutes ago we already have people asking us about the our big yearly mentorship so for those of you who don't know um, we have a $25,000 a year package that's mostly for people who have already gone through the initial retreat. And uh, as a result of just a couple of podcasts, we, we have quite a few people actually questioning us about that or reaching out and having questions about that program as well. So that's really cool. Um, thank you so much for the support. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So I'm just going to get let Andrew rant free here and if it gets a little bit too, too crazy i'm gonna try and put, put a leash on him but i doubt it uh, will work good luck yeah pierre trying to put a leash on me <laughs> here we go it'll be a first not, not in that way <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do it now the reason we're doing this one today is we really do listen to your guys feedback and see what you are saying and we want to help out tremendously with this problem and coming from me as pierre already said thank you so much for all the support and love that you've been giving us in regards to this podcast. This is a place where we feel like we can actually get out there freely and share the message that we need to because it has been so restricted from Facebook and now we're moving on to this platform. So if we do get banned again, as I said, we will always be on here doing this. So let's get into today's topic. Today's topic, I understand a lot of people have this issue in regards to erectile dysfunction because... Over time, guys like think that they're fucked up and they're stuck like this for the rest of their life. I want to make it really, really clear. Erectile dysfunction and staying hard is a psychological thing. Is a psychological. Um, it's a, it's a mindset, and it's, there's so many reasons that happen because of this about you not being able to stay hard. There's a few reasons. One could be an egotistical um, mindset or just you're like so nervous and I get that at the same time. But 
what the pharmaceutical companies have done to you. And if you have been taking Viagra, that is fantastic. Not really. Because they have sold you a really good fucking marketing ploy. So then you can buy their stuff and no wonder it's a multi-million dollar. I wouldn't, I would be, I'd actually say it's probably a multi-billion dollar idea. Because the amount of people who have been taking Viagra has been absolutely insane. But what I want to make it clear to you is you are not fucked up and you are not broken again. And that's probably one of my biggest quotes that I say. And the thing is, this is a skill that you can learn. This is an understanding. And when you get out of your head about the erectile dysfunction and into your body, what will happen is you will start to have better sex and be able to get it up and keep it up. Now, guys might be saying, oh, well, every time I'm with a girl for the first time, I can get it up, but then the second time, um, it's completely fine, or I just really have a problem getting it up altogether or staying hard through the duration of the sex. And I just want to give a few more mindsets that I hear from guys when they come to me like, oh, I have to take Viagra. If not, I'm not going to get it up. And then you're doing this consistently over and over again. And then what you do, you become reliant on the Viagra. And then who knows how much of that actually is a placebo of taking the pill. And then all of a sudden you're getting stuck on this um, pharmaceutical, which I come from a natural hippie, progressive kind of way of doing things the natural way because it works. Now, I'm going to give you a few personal stories. I wouldn't normally do this, but Pierre and I really... Can I just give a quick one thing? So before Andrew goes into this, because Andrew has some incredible stories in in relation to uh, erectile dysfunction, I I don't... I, I... like like I've said, that's not my expertise. I've never suffered from it myself. Uh, so I, I don't talk about it much. And it's not something I learned how to cure really either. So I stay in my lane, which is on a super quick side note. If you are an expert in one area of life, don't give people advice in other areas of life. You know, get over yourself. Stay in your fucking lane. The reason why me and Andrew are so successful at such a young age while starting way behind the herd. We can get into that in a different day. But the reason for that is because we are humble. When we meet someone who's an expert in their field and it's not the field we're experts in, we sit down and we shut the fuck up and we listen. That is a huge learning for a lot of people. But in any case, so that's why I don't talk much about erectile dysfunction. But when it comes to the Viagra thing, I know a little bit about Viagra. For those of you who don't know, um, I'm just going to be completely transparent. I used to be a bit of a fucked up person. I have sold lots of drugs. I've done a lot of bad shit. So one thing I used to sell back in the day, funny enough, I'm not sure if you knew this, but I was actually selling Viagra on the streets. Really? So in Sweden, it's, it's a little bit difficult to get Viagra <laughs> or Cialis and these kind of things. And uh, there wasn't a lot of web shops, drug web shops that, that sold it in Sweden at the time. Uh, the one web shop that did sell it was actually run by my friend, but he got everything got confisca- confiscated by the cops. So I started selling this together with one of my other friends. Um, uh, I'm, uh, he, he, he won't be listening to this because he's, he's in prison for, <laughs> for a couple of decades. So I'm not going to give him a shout out because he won't hear this. But in any case, I used to sell this. And when I was selling this, I was always a little bit intrigued, like, should I get into that shit? Because most of the people I was selling it to was actually not guys with erectile dysfunction. It was just fucking dudes who were doing cocaine and MDMA and shit, and they wanted to be able to get it up. And being in those circles, I did my own fair share of drugs. I think that's safe to say. Um, 
which was bad. I moved past that phase, but that was what I was doing. And I was looking into taking Viagra. I did it a couple of times and it actually didn't help me much, but I started looking into it. And what happens is you get you get more or less addicted to it, or you're not addicted, but like dependent, yeah. reliant yeah. on it yeah. very, very quickly. And it you quickly get to the point of no return where it's almost impossible to, to cure your ED without the medication. And then the problem is when you become reliant on Viagra, what it does is it's, ma it's, it's basically making your heart pump out more blood and it's making the vessels uh, basically thicker because you need blood in your fucking dick, right? That's the way it works. So... One, you're doing that, it's, it's actually increasing risk of, of, uh, of heart issues, like heart attack and all these kind of things. And you can get other issues from Viagra, and you will need to take other medications to counterfeit the side effects of Viagra if you do the Viagra consistently, or if you do it frequently, consistently, over a longer period of time. So it can actually lead down a pretty dark road of be becoming reliant on plenty of medications at the same time. It's not a standalone thing. So I'm not going to talk much about the, the erectile dysfunction thing, but I just wanted to give you an, uh, a little bit of, of a better perspective on what the real reason why we're really against Viagra. If it was as simple, take a pill, and that was it. Sure, go fucking take a pill. But you're going to become reliant on it. You're going to need to have it on hand at all times. It takes 30 minutes to an hour to kick in. You can't do quickies. And you will start having to take other medications to counterfeit the side effects of this. And it costs you a bunch of money that you could just fucking invest in something else. So that's that. that that's really all I wanted to say. No, I completely agree. And it's a good point in regards to bringing that all that up. Go to your own research into Viagra and look at the downsides of it. And you'll actually see a lot of downsides about that. But I want to get into more psychological understandings about by, um, about erectile dysfunction. First, it comes from a lot of anxiety. Like the feeling like you have to get it up to perform. And if you don't get it up, then you are in significant trouble. Because what happens if I don't get it up? If I don't satisfy this woman properly, if I don't like give her the most mind-blowing experience, if I don't be like a sex pro, then all of a sudden, what's going to happen is she's not going to come back, she's not going to want to see me again, and if that happens, that's going to destroy my ego. And then you might destroy your ego or potentially being with a really amazing chick. I get it. There's a lot of pressure there for being a man, and it's not talked about in society. Like, you're the man, you've got to get it up. Like, what happens? Like, look at the flip side. If a woman, like, what does she have to do? Get a clitoris up? Of course not. She's like, she can use a bit of lube and then you can go from there. But in saying that, I get the pressure as being a man. And that's why we're creating these podcasts for you to go, you're not fucked up, you're not broken, and it's all okay. And I want to give you some perspective about how you can actually relax more into the moment with a woman. So then when you're with her, you can actually start enjoying the experience. Number one is this. The thing is, I want to talk about sex. I'm going to take a step back and tie it back to erectile dysfunction. This is so, so key. A lot of guys just focus on, I've got to give her this mind-blowing experience. And when people think sex, what do you think of? Like, we think of cock in vagina. Or if you want to be Sanskrit and you want to be very hippie and connected to the source... It's a man's lingam and a woman's yoni. So basically what that means, mate, if you're in Australia, man's cock and a woman's pussy. So 
that's what that is. So all all the all the hippies are out there, howdy. But anyway, so <laughs> let's move forward. So what it is, you think it's just like that cock into the pussy, and that is how you give a woman an insane experience. A lot of that psychological pressure is built up from thinking you have to please a woman with your cock, which is completely false. You can give a woman a mind-blowing experience by doing the following without even putting your cock inside of her. And when I'm with clients on the retreats, I recommend that they take their time and don't put their cock in a woman for the first time for at least half an hour to an hour and a half plus. Because when you can tease a woman like this and you can just like tease the fuck out of her and get her so excited that she is like, bursting at the seams and she's like this horny fucking devil she's like i can't wait for you to fuck me then it gives you that time it gives you that time to relax into the moment because when you're truly relaxed with a woman what's going to happen that's when you can start getting erections and if you're trying so hard to get an erection who's been in this moment when like you have a woman and then all of a sudden she's in doggy style and you want to put in or you're a missionary and you're thinking come on buddy go up and then the, the more you're talking, you're like, really, really, go up. I really need you to go up. You're like, come on, out of all times, fuck. I was whacking off to some weird porn last night and you're going up. But now you're not going up. Come on, this is your moment to shine. And then you're like going through these mindsets. And then it goes into that like deep mindset of like, I'm fucked up. I'm not good enough. This girl's not going to like me. I get that. I've actually been there. So remind me to give some personal stories about this shit, uh, about how I couldn't get it up with women in the past and actually really deteriorated my self-confidence and my self-worth as a man because I know the troubles and the struggles that you go th- that you go through it's fucking tough at times but what I want to say is what gave me a lot of um what gave me a lot of confidence in the bedroom was when a mentor told me once it's like you don't need your cock you can use so many other things You don't need your cock to satisfy a woman. You can satisfy her with the following. You can satisfy her with the the psychological foreplay by starting it off. This is all the start. The slight touches. Going down on her. Knowing, like, doing all the foreplay. Kissing her erogenous zones. And then when you do go touch her pussy, I should say, you know exactly how to go down on her. You know how to finger her and give her a pussy massage, which will actually teach a whole sequence on, which is like, you're not just like fingering her and just putting it in, like quickly going like that. You're giving her this experience where she gets to relax. You know how to give a sensual massage. You know how to like really grab her. You know how to be dominant in the bedroom. You know how to use sex toys. You know all these fundamental things. You know how to get into the deep recesses of her mind and understand what she fundamentally wants sexually. So then when you do this, she is like psychologically at peace, physically at peace. She trusts you. She's relaxed around you. And by this happening, she goes, fuck. Uh, She goes, fuck, who is this man? And the thing is, when you know that you can satisfy women with all these different elements, what that does, it gives you a sense of peace and relax. And you're not thinking, quick, I've got to do something. And not to mention, when you're a real dominant man, what ends up happening is you can take your time and be in control of the situation if you enjoy this. And by doing that, you don't have to go, quick, I've got to do something. It's like, no, 
You're the man, you take lead, you take charge, and when you do this, you watch her relax. And then by you're doing that, you see you start to relax as well because you're just not thinking, I have to do something, I have to be somewhere. And that's what happens with a lot of rectal dysfunction because you're feeling like you have to do something. You have to be somewhere. You have to be this certain man. You have to fuck her a certain way. And that's why porn, talking about that for a second, go do your research on that and how detrimental that to that is to rectal dysfunction and premature ejaculation and that. What I want you to do is, if you're watching this, like simplistically, I'd go through a whole porn program, but we don't have the time now to talk about this because I've got so many other things I want to talk about today. Stop watching porn. It's as simple as that. There's so many detrimental things that porn is doing to your mind about how you view sex, how you view yourself, and how you view the um, people around you as well. And when you get stuck into this, no wonder, because you've been practicing your whole life to jerk it as quick as you can and get it up to so much stimulus. I'll only make this note. So there's so much stimulus on the on the screen, and you're seeing like fucking... 10 blondes sucking some big big black dude's cock and you're thinking that's that's you or you're seeing like four midgets going at some um dude like like four four hot midgets um whatever in a scene like whatever the fuck it is it doesn't really matter and you're going this porn gradually gets more and more extreme and then when you've got this woman who's in front of you you're like how can i get it up when i've always had so much external stimulus and then and you struggle to actually connect with the beautiful person who's in front of you. Can I just add super quick on your previous point? Um, so like, like what Andrew was saying, <clears throat> if about you don't need your cock to satisfy a woman, imagine you were a carpenter and the only tool you had was a hammer. And you show up one day to work and you realize that there's a lot of things to do on this house and I'm going to need a lot more than just this one tool to actually make a really good job. Wouldn't you get nervous? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you get really, really fucking nervous that whoever your client is or your employer or whatever are going to expect a much better job than what you will be able to deliver today? Of course you would. You will know that you don't have the full arsenal of tools. Not just in your tool belt, but even mentally. You don't even know how to use other tools. Even if you could like borrow a saw from another carpenter there to, at, at the project. You actually know that you don't have the abilities needed in order to finish the job. And of course you're going to be nervous now. And you're going to get in your head. And as a result of this... You're not the, even the one tool you do know how to use. You're going to be so in your head and so worried and thinking about other things and not be able to just focus on getting the job done that you will not even be able to do the one thing that you're supposed to be able to know how to do. You won't even be able to do that. And that's going to lead you down a downward spiral and eventually you're going to do a really shit job and then in the future you're just going to start hating carpenting because you know that every day you, you show up you're just not going to do the job right. And me being a chippy back in the day, mate, I completely agree. Completely, completely agree. It's just knowing how to do those things in the bedroom. And then when you figure that out, it takes a lot of pressure away, especially with ED and um, getting it up and keeping it up. Now, 
Do you need to say anything else? Because I've got some great stories to drop, personal no, stories. I just wanted to, to share that. Yeah. Awesome. So I have some stories that I'm going to actually say publicly about my personal life. And so hopefully this gives you some really in-depth understanding because I have had ED problems before, but I had to realize and go deep, like go deep into my own mind about where did this come from? And do I just start taking a pill? And do I just like, what is it? What the fuck is it? And then I realized there's so many psychological things, barriers that were holding me back from porn, from from X amount of women. Am I doing this from ego? Am I doing this because I actually want to be with this woman? Am I doing it because I'm nervous? And I get it. First time you're nervous. And when we're on the retreat, we actually teach five ways for guys to actually keep it up and like have that really strong hold. But for this, I want to give you a story that really um gives you, paints a picture of how to like start to be relaxed and what went through my mind so you might be able to relate and give you some perspective i remember the first time that i could not get it up in the bedroom and this was when i was going out and i was like going out there hitting on a lot of women and then i remember i was in melbourne at the time and i pulled these two girls back to um a house if you know if you know Melbourne, you know Brighton's kind of like a posh area in Melbourne. So we went back, me and my buddy, we went and pulled these two girls back to this posh area in Melbourne. It was like a costume night. It was a fun night. I remember I pulled this girl back to her room. And then when I pulled her back to the room, she was like so keen. And basically like, it was, it was actually a fucking hilarious night. I was in St. Kilda at the time at some, I forgot what bar we went to, or club. And then basically she's yelling, like we're in the club and she's like doing all this bullshit. It was like actually quite funny. Like, you know what? I got this guy, like if you're a guy who's like um, into dating, this is a sign that a woman wants to fuck you, yeah? Just on a side tangent. She was actually saying to me, she goes, she was like dancing with me all night. We're having a good chat. We're making out and all this stuff. Then she, I'm just like, I'm just like being really blase because I was actually really enjoying just being out with my friends that night. And my buddy, I don't know, I think it was my birthday that night actually as well, or just after. Anyway, I remember uh, her coming, she kept like following me around. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm just happy being here. And she came to me and she came up to me. She said this, she goes, Andrew, <laughs> she goes, Andrew, well, I've got a situation. I go, what's what's the situation? I don't think I've told you this story either. She goes, what? She goes, what's the situation? She goes, well, I've got this guy who has been texting me all night and really wants to fuck me. And I'm like, and I looked at her, I'm like, I knew this was a fucking test at the start. I'm like, okay. And I looked at her. Most guys were like, oh, well, why are you doing that? Why are you talking to me? Um, You shouldn't be talking to me if you want to fuck the other guy. But I knew what she was saying in this moment was like, Andrew, I want to fuck you. And I, that's what she was saying. And most people were like, nah, it's not true. That's exactly what she wanted. Anyway, we walked out of the club, me and my buddy with these two girls and this um, third girl as a friend. We went to McDonald's in St. Kilda. So if you know Melbourne, you know what I'm talking about. We're just at McDonald's. They got some Maccas. I don't know if we did. And we're just like kind of like dancing and just having fun because we didn't give a fuck. And then they're like, oh, we're going to go home now. I'm like, I wasn't really that keen to fuck this girl. I don't know why. But I'm like, I'm not keen at all, really. She was all right. She was cute. But I was like, eh, I'd rather fucking go home. Yeah, me and my buddy. But she's like, oh, they they started walking off from, from us. I'm like, cool, we're going to go home. Like, I literally didn't care. I don't know why. I just wasn't really into it. Anyway, but she was walking one way. 
I was walking the other way with my mate, and then all of a sudden, the, the external friend, because my mate's been tuning one girl, I've been tuning the other girl, and then this, the third external girl, as we're walking away, about 20 minutes away from it, um, meters away from each other, this woman yells out and goes, My friend wants to fuck you! I was like, <laughs> Yeah. And, and I was like, what? She wants to fuck you. And me and my buddy like, ah, oh, fuck it. So then we ended up going back to Brighton. I'm like, oh, I'm really fucking tired. I cannot be bothered. But I'm like, fuck it, YOLO. Do I know this friend? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's good old. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's, it's, Sorry, uh, I put that on you, We just couldn't drop his name. He's like too close to home. Anyway, so he's like, oh, fuck. All right, cool. He didn't really want to do it and neither did I. So we're like, fuck it, we'll do it for the experience and the story. So literally we went back to that um, that chick's house and when we're in the bedroom, I am like, I do not want to be here. I don't even want to fuck this girl. And this also happens a lot. If you've had a woman and had such an insane experience with this beautiful fucking woman and you've had such a deep relationship, chances are you might not be able to get it up as well. And I'll talk another story about that as well. I could talk about this for a long fucking time. Anyway, so we went back to the room and we're sitting in the room and I'm kissing her. She's kissing me and she starts um, like undressing me and I'm like, oh man, I'm so not into this. I just don't want to be here. And guess what? I couldn't get it up. I couldn't get it up. I'm like, why can't I get up? And I was perplexed for a long time, like sitting there. It's like, because I know and who's been in this position. Like, she was like, she's going down. I'm like, I'm not getting it up. She's going down on me. She was like, truly trying to get me hard. I'm just like, I don't actually want to be here. I'm actually here because of some egotistical bullshit so that I can go talk to people and say what a fucking cool story I had. And that was me. That was my life for a long time doing this stuff because I'm like, I don't want this. What I want was a loving, awesome woman in my life and having a great connection. But sometimes we get stuck into this ego battle of like, I've got to be the fucking man Fuck tons of chicks. I gotta be that person because it comes from maybe a low self um, sense of self esteem. Impress my friends. Yeah, impress my friends. Show them that I'm the man that I can get girls. I know I did it from a validation standpoint. A lot of girls that I pulled home back in the day, and there's probably at least a dozen times that this happened. I took girls home. I didn't fuck them. I fingered them for a bit. Did some other stuff. But I'm like. I don't actually really want to do this. I actually really want a fucking cool chick I can connect with. Don't get me wrong. I ran the sex parties and did that shit. But at the same time, I was like, why am I doing this? And you get to a point in your evolution where you go, I don't know why. But tying it back to the not getting it up. So I couldn't get it up. And like that shame and that guilt and that embarrassment that I was going through. It's like, fuck, what's wrong with me? Am I fucked up? Because I didn't come to these conclusions. So I'm hoping I'm giving you some light on this. And then I realized, I go... Why am I trying to do something or be someone who I'm not or be with a woman that I don't want to be with to be good for someone else that I don't really care about? Trying to do something for external fucking validation for other people's thoughts when really I'm hurting myself. Now, does that sound familiar? I had to come to that realization, have a long, hard look in the fucking mirror and now share this with you guys going, I didn't actually want to do a lot of the fucking stuff I did, but I did it. There's lots of times I got it up, but there was like a lot of times like more to the end of like my, my professional life of going out there meeting women like that. It's like, 
what I fucking value now is a really strong connection with a woman. And then if you're a guy listening to this, what you can, and you're going, hey, I've got, I've had tons of experience with women, what's next? Find something that's deep and meaningful and more connected. Don't get me wrong. You can still go out there and do what you want. It's your life. But I'm saying, if you're starting to have erectile dysfunction, actually, I had a client do this. I had a, last SQL, I'm no, two, three SQLs ago, Hey, let's call, I won't even drop his name. I'll just say uh, this guy basically went through the same exact thing. He goes, Andrew, I was going to the clubs, meeting women. And the thing is, I'd get stuck to the fucking bedroom and I could not get it up. And I was like, why is that? And he goes, I don't know. I'm like, tell me why the fuck it is, man. And he's like, huh, huh. I go, what's going on through your head? Why are you going out? How come you're going out? How come you feel um, compelled? Because I want to be fucking liked by my friends. I want to be seen as that dude. That's the reason. And why'd you take that girl home? He goes, oh, was she hot? She's like, yeah, she was good enough. That's the reason you're not getting up. Oh, well, did you really want to fuck her? He's like, uh, kind of, not really. Why'd you do it? To feel better about myself. And then we got to do some fucking hard truths, man. And then I go, this is your fucking task. And this is your task if you're still going out there trying to fuck girls for the fucking sake of it. Literally, what I want you to do is... You have to let your cock guide you opposed to letting your psychological mind trick you into actually going, I have to get it up. I have to do this thing. I got to do this thing. I need to do this for external validation. It's like, no, you want to have this calling inside of yourself. Like, I have to do this and I want to do this. Holy shit, you are so compelled. Like for me, if you told me right now, Andrew, you have to go down the street and hit on chicks. I'm like, I cannot be fucked like bottom line at the moment in my life i cannot be fucked i got two amazing women in my life who i really connect with and i don't want to go out there and just hit on random chicks i don't want to do this in my life in my evolution if you're in that part it's definitely warranted but what i rather have is one maybe two have really really deep emotional connections with a woman where i can focus on my business where i can focus on my life Focus on this business of getting getting the message to you guys, the world, so you don't have to go through similar struggles that Pierre and I went through collectively. Pierre went out and hit on girls for about 10 years straight. And when he was doing this, he was going out there hitting on 10 um, girls 10 years straight for like 10 hours a day or something ridiculous like this or plus. I've forgotten the figures, but he's done 30,000 hours of meeting women on the street and in the nightclubs and the bars, not to mention all the dates he's been on. So you can just imagine, it's like, we've gone through that cycle. We understand this. We've been in the trenches. So we want to give you the perspective from the outside of going, yo, this, yo, it's, we know what you're going through. And if you're doing this for an external reason to cover up maybe some mummy issues or some daddy issues, we've been there. We understand that. We've had multiple clients go through this. It's a hard conversation to have. But when you're truly honest with yourself, then you can start moving forward. And I, now, if you're, if you're listening to this, you are not allowed to take a girl home unless you really feel so turned on and so compelled that you want to actually do this and you don't feel compelled to tell anyone else that you took this girl home. It's like you're doing it. That's the true essence of a leader and a master because it's like, I'm doing this for me in that respect. I'm doing this because I don't need anyone else's approval. I'm doing this because I genuinely want to do it. 
That's the massive difference in this. And when that guy did this, he couldn't get it up because he was trying to do things for external reasons. Then what ended up happening, he goes, man, he goes, I'm not having sex with as many women, but the sexual encounters I'm having now are far more enriching, far more fulfilling, and I feel more connected to the people I'm encountering with sexually. And of course, because he did SQL, he goes, dude, I'm making a squirt. I can do all these other things. I know how to like finger her. I know how to go down. So I can enjoy these other aspects of sexuality, which I never really knew existed. Of course, I've heard about go down on a woman and finger her, but now I have the actual right... Um, I have the right principles and model to move forward and do things in the correct manner. That was a bit of a rant. Oh, that was a fantastic rant. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree more to this. Um, like Andrew said, I was doing um, uh, basically cold approach pickup for, and yes, that's right, I was an evil pickup artist. <laughs> I'm a recovering pickup artist though, so I'm good now. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, I was going out about 10 hours a day, 7 days a week for about 10 years straight. Um, accumulated around 30,000 hours of just walking up to random strangers, striking up conversations. And uh, basically learning everything I possibly could about persuasion and influence and how the male and female dynamics work. For me, for me it, it ended up becoming a very spiritual sort of journey where for me I become became absolutely obsessed with with learning the 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 subtle dynamics between how masculine and feminine works. Um, whereas for for a lot of guys it's just like how many how many girls can I sleep with? Sure, it was an element of that for the first probably five years or so. It's probably longer than it should have been. It wasn't healthy, but after a while. I actually didn't do it for those reasons anymore. I didn't enjoy it. I started doing it for the... It was literally a spiritual practice for me to see how far into my masculine I can go and how 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 I can master my ability to deal with women who are extremely feminine and how I can deal with that in, in the best way possible. And that's why what, what I like to teach is about the, the masculinity stuff. And it's so fascinating. When, when I did that transition... So I never had issues with proper ED, but once I did a transition between I am doing pickup to I am trying to go down this journey of understanding masculine and feminine, sexuality became became so deep to me and the connections were so fucking incredible that when I started having sex with women, it became this mind-blowing thing. And it's very fascinating what women started telling me. Before, it, it was more like, you charmed me, charmed me into bed kind of thing, right? It's like you were persuasive. But it went from that to, I don't know why I sleep with you. So back in Stockholm, I had about four or five girls that were seeing at the same time, sort of semi-long term. And then I was meeting a few girls outside of that, but, but it, was, it was mostly for me. I really loved having that quote-unquote rotation. And what they told me, and it was consistent, they're like, I actually don't really like you as a person because I know you're a player, right? And I'm not that attracted to you. You're not my type physically, which is great for the ego to hear. They were basically saying, you're, you're a shit person, you're ugly, and I don't like anything about your lifestyle, and you're a fu- fucking loser, right? Because your entire life just is about how, how, how to interact with women, so you haven't really built anything for yourself. But then I said this, 
But it's very fascinating because when I am around you, I just feel aroused. And they all said the same thing. And once I started actually going, like, okay, can you tell me a bit more about that? What they all started saying was that, and this is going to be interesting for your hippies out there, they were saying that I had a sexual aura. Um, but, but yeah, so, so, and that's like, and for me, I didn't go from ED to being able to have normal sex, but I went from basically being very, very focused on, 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 it was still intense sex because I was always like that, but went from that to almost having a spiritual level connection with the women I was sleeping with and everything became so much more meaningful and fulfilling. And then when I started coaching more and more, what I did realize was, and this is one of the main reasons why I decided to bring Andrew in to teach sex at the the, the dating residential programs that I was running together with, with uh, Alex and Mark, was because a lot of guys, they bring girls home and then they can't get it up. And they're like, why? And the reason why was because they brought the girl home for practicing game, practicing their dating skills. When you should... Do it because you actually, really, truly, genuinely... You don't necessarily have to love her the first time you meet someone, but you'll love her presence and you're just enjoying playing with the feminine. Um, And one thing to remember is you always have to stay true to yourself, to who you are, right? And we can go into that in, in, in a later podcast, how I gave up my ego of being the tough guy, right? Because... I, I came from that sort of background and I was very anti-eating pussy. And then these days, there is nothing I love more than eating pussy. I can do it for two hours straight and it's a good day in the office. But I had to get over a little bit of ego for that. But we'll talk about eating pussy in a later podcast. Eating pussy, ladies and gentlemen. So what we're going to do is I want to give... This is came to my mind. This is came to mind. That's not even English, but we will roll with it. I remember a significant breakup that I had. Fuck. This breakup, I won't say what state or something like that, just in case someone knows. I was living in Melbourne. She was living out of state, in another state. And I remember breaking up with this woman and we we went separate ways. I was fucking devastated. Like absolutely devastated and believe me trying to after that i was fucking nihilistic i didn't even like i was nihilistic like when i say nihilism was like i don't know if it's the right definition but my mindset was like you know what nothing matters and i just don't care if the fucking world burns tomorrow like that's how i that's how i felt i've never been like that before but i get it because there's so many facades like people going through breakups and i know how tough they are pierre and i have gone through a ton of breakups we might do some podcasts on that in the future but what what really came to light was after the breakup it's like not that i took advice from these people but you might have heard this advice from your buddies and don't take relationship or sex advice from people who you know that they're in failing marriages or they're just fucking dysfunctional you wouldn't take (laughs) yeah it's just just as simple as that but i remember trying to have sex with women after i went through my breakup with my partner at the time fuck that was rough that was rough there was times that i couldn't get it up because i was so psychologically distraught in that moment and i was like I don't want to be here. I need some time. 
And the thing is, I get that well. And that wasn't the first time. There was moments in other past relationships when I broke up. I remember another breakup. I, had a, I was in a relationship for two and a half years. I broke up. We broke up. And then when we did, I remember at least 10 to 12 girls I went to bed with, I could not get it up at all. Because I was not there and I was trying to push and make things happen. Do the thing. Go out now you're single, Andrew, because you're an egotistical little boy then. Make it happen and get it up. That was really painful. And the thing is I had to do some self-reflection. I'm going, take some time by myself and really let these wounds heal and really take your time because I couldn't get up at all. And the thing is, there was sometimes I could, don't get me wrong, but the thing is, the first encounters and like, I wasn't there. And if I wasn't there, it wouldn't happen. And in saying this, on the flip of this, when I was deeply emotionally connected to an insanely beautiful person that I found beautiful, I didn't give a fuck about what anyone else thought, I would get a boner just being on the phone with this person and I would be so excited. Sometimes, like we'd have like little like, like driving in the car and stuff like that. We'd be driving in the car and we'd be like, probably not the best to be doing this, but you know, just like having a little bit of a fondle and a touch or just sitting next to them and being in their presence, being so turned on because it's such a way of like that like connection that men really do show. And then when you see the book, Love Languages, the five love languages, a lot of men actually lean towards physical touch as a way that a woman's expressing love. And then if you are one of these men as well, like that touch and that the gentle caress from that beautiful person or just even those nice words, hearing her voice will arouse, arouse you and get you so turned on. I remember there's so many times I just hear her voice and I just crack a fucking boner like and she'd be in uh, she'd be in another state or I'd have partners in the same state and I'd get on the phone and wouldn't even be talking about something sexual or I'd start talking about it and then I'd get a boner. But just hearing their voice because I know the level of depth of connection over time that was continue to grow and deepen. We had a we had a guy the other day goes, I have sex with a girl twice and I'm over it. Well, dude, start finding some chicks who you're actually, you're starting to get to know who they are. So when you do that, the sex is going to get better and then allowing the sex as a portal for connection over time. And then when you can do this, getting an erection is not going to be an issue. And I know it may be an issue at the start when you're first starting to see a girl because you're nervous, but even calling that out and basically putting it on the table about that you're nervous. And we always harp on about vulnerability, authenticity, and being completely congruent with how you're feeling and willing to walk away from situations that might temporarily feel like so painful to walk away, but you know in the long term, it's going to pay off. That includes being willing to walk away, even if it's a hot chick who wants to fuck you, And walking away from that might mean having to tell your friends that you didn't bang another girl. Yeah, exactly. We've we've been there. Yeah, 100%. If you're listening to this and you are so concerned about how many girls you bang per average on per week, I don't know if a few of you listening to this, you're like, what in the fuck is this? But trust me, there are a lot of guys out there who literally sleep with girls only for the for the sake of being able to tell their friends about it. Like literally, that's the sole purpose. And um, 
If you're one of those guys, you are going down a dark path. And the further down you go that path, the more painful it is going to be to change back to a better path. Both me and Andrew walked down that path for a long time. And here's the thing, you will make friends who walk down the same path. And then when you decide to change your path to a better path, your friends will have unconscious responses to this. And they will literally get hurt because... I can't believe he's, you know, dating the same girl for two years now. He's supposed to be this guy. Or I can't believe, you know, and they will just, they will have so many unconscious responses because they are so hurt inside. That's why, that's why me and Andrew did this, because we were hurt little boys. And we connected with other hurt little boys. And then when we change, then the hurt inside them they have to look that into the, they have to face that truth, but they don't want to. So since they're repressing it on a conscious level, it will resurface unconsciously, right? And if you are one of those guys who don't change to a better path, you will have more and more friends who do change and you will have either, you will have to face the music or you will suppress it and it will keep fucking you up unconsciously. It's very, very common. Um, I, I, I grew up with a lot of friends who were selling drugs, getting into to gang violence, shootings, people getting killed, people getting decades of years in prison, all this kind of stuff. When you turn your back on that shit, people are very rarely happy for you. They're calling you a pussy, they're calling you a faggot, they're calling you all sorts of things in order to basically shame you for rising in consciousness and that's the same thing if if you even if you have like business mentor and you decide they, they will try to shame you for for leaving if you find a better path if you have drug dealer friends and if they will try to change you or if you have friends who are all about just fucking as many girls as you can in super low consciousness and you're not getting any real emotional connections you can't be who you are you're all putting on a mask and pretending to be someone you're not and seeking validations from each other you're basically circle jerking each other if you leave that it's going to hurt them not because you're actually hurtful on on on, on a logical level but because it means that they have to face their own music as well and they don't want that so they would rather just lash out and become sensitive and become um, defensive and all these sort of things. So if you're walking down that path and you're listening to this, just stop banging girls for the sake of saying how many you banged and just start eating pussy. Mm-hmm. Mm. And making it really clear that the boners and your erections are psychological. And the thing is, this is a really big epiphany. I hope you'll um, get this. It's if you're feeling any tension towards a significant partner or you feel that or you've wanted to always express you want to do something in the bedroom and you don't feel that's fulfilled and you've had this on your mind and you're like, you want to say something, maybe there's a fight or even just being sexual, like there's something you want to really, really do, like pull her hair and that really turns you on or do something that you've just like been thinking about for such a long time and every time you have that thought it gets deeper and deeper and deeper and the long the longer that you don't express this what will happen is it'll bring build that dissonance and it might actually reduce your sex drive as well we'll talk in another podcast all about sex drive significantly reduce your reduce your sex drive because you're not getting fulfilled and we hear a lot of men 
basically not fulfilling their partners, they're not satisfied, not satisfying their partners, and then over time they go, what the fuck's going on? Because usually you don't feel and you can't logically articulate about what you want to do in the bedroom and you don't know how to negotiate this properly. And that's why fundamentally in the SQL retreats, we go into depth about how to actually negotiate this properly. But in saying this, what was really, really fucking key to hear on this was men men were like afraid to have these chats, but the thing is, why can't I get up? Because she might have said something or done something or you're not getting turned on in a certain way. And by that happening, you're like not getting it up and you're like, oh, I just can't be bothered. I rather, I've heard guys, I'm going to go jerk off in the car. I'm going to go jerk off like in the bathroom. I'm going to quickly go hang out with my mates or even go to work. I've heard this before from guys on calls. I'm going to go jerk. I jerk off sometimes in the bathroom at work because you know what? I'm so unfulfilled in my relationship or even like this, a buddy of mine a long time ago was telling me that not that I'm condoning cheating at all. I'm the first one to say I cheated a fuck ton when I was younger and I'm a, it was absolutely disgusting and I've done a 180 fr- a flip. But the thing is, I can really connect with the people who have cheated tremendously so I can understand and then show what it's like to have a really authentic, loving, connected relationship and, and be with multiple partners if you need to be at the same time. But I remember this guy, he was like saying that he would go to like the the whorehouse or the brothel and he would um be with a new chick because he was like he was making a lot of money and he just didn't want to deal with the bullshit when he got home so he'd stay out late at work and go fuck a girl behind his wife's back and he would do this because the thing is he's like I just can't do it with my wife anymore because I'm not fulfilled in the bedroom and the thing is we're going through a divorce potential at the moment what do I do all these stories the thing is we hear like guys who've been with tons of women guys who've had the one the one girlfriend their whole life or their wife it's there's no right and wrong but the thing is if you can't express your sexual desires and who you are and what you truly want to do in the bedroom and be completely transparent with someone, this is going to affect your erections, affect your life, and obviously affect the fulfillment and the satisfaction that you have in the bedroom. And then when you do this, and this continues for a long time, it's just going to ingrain and this seed is going to get bigger and bigger. So we want to chop this tree at the roots and then we want to pull the fucker out so then you can actually start having more deeper relationships because that is the essence of the tree of life. Pierre's looking at me like, dude, you're one weird hippie fuck and I don't know what you just said, but you know what? Let's roll with it. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) But that is what I wanted to say on that. And again, you are not fucked up. It's all psychological for the erections. And if you are taking the pills and you're thinking, oh shit, if I stop taking the pills then I'm not going to be able to get it up. Oh, I've got a story. I went to a hotel with this chick. I was not into at all. I remember this. I was like, not really into her anymore. We've done our thing. I'm doing it because yeah, she she knows how to do a few um, tricks in the bedroom. Let's just keep that a little bit PG. I remember I took Cialis. I did not want to be there at all. I'm like, I took Cialis, so that's essentially the equivalent of Viagra, but a lot stronger. I took Cialis, what it gave me, because I like really didn't want to be there at all. I wanted to go hang out with my mates, but we got this hotel and had all these sex toys and doing a romp, whatever. I remember being on Cialis and I couldn't get it up. 
I was on Cialis and I couldn't get it up. And this girl's like, what's wrong with you? And I didn't want to say, I'm not fucking into you because that's not how I roll. But I was like, I don't know what it is. I must have a headache, you know? But the thing is, I actually said that the, the Cialis gave me a headache. But the thing is, you don't understand or you might. I want you to really start tapping into this. The power of your own mind. And that's why we do bring, and we said in the previous episode about Stuart Hallam, who goes deep into the mind and takes away all these limiting beliefs about who you are and how you believe you perceive yourself. And then like when guys come on the retreat, they get two sessions with Stu and what that gives them, that gives them that peace and that psychological peace of that peace, that psychological peace of mind. So then they can go, they're not fucked up. They're not weird. And it's okay that they um, had these thoughts, but now we've got to like pull out those roots and get to the cause of why you're having this. And usually it's potentially because you're not into the girl, you don't really want to be there, or you may be really nervous, but now you know you can slow the fuck down and you have so many more arsenals in your toolkit to go out there and go, I'm going to conquer, but do this for you. Don't do this for external validation, because if you do, you'll end up weird and twisted like me and Pierre. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to add to that. Do you have anything in particular left on the topic for now? Because I, I know there, there are plenty of more techniques and tricks and shit. But I mean, we can go keep going for about 10 hours. But I think this is a pretty good basic understanding of where it comes from, how to deal with it and the right mindset to have. Yeah, the, I just want to hammer that one home last for you guys. You are not fucked up. You are not broken and you can get this sorted. And the thing is, it is not going to be easy. It's going to take some time. It's going to take that work because of the conditioning. And remember, I want to really leave this with you today. If you're watching a ton of porn and you're like doing this and masturbating a a lot, please reduce that significantly for your sake so then you can start seeing how much of a level of motivation you get um, will go up. And if you're a hardcore dude going out there fucking with lots of women, do this. And you're going, I'm over this and I'm feeling really unfulfilled as we talked about yesterday, the unfulfilled dollar and I gave the meaning of life yesterday. So if you missed that episode... Or the, or, the, or the day before. Yeah, it was yesterday. So if you missed that episode, go check that out. I think that was on episode four. So that's, it's, if you're that guy going out there, literally your goal, if you're that guy slaying lots of women, you're going, I don't know what to do next. Take a woman on a date. Don't just invite her straight back to your house and actually get to know her. I know this sounds fucking crazy for some people, but actually go out there and get to know her and connect with her and understand that she's a human being and she's just not a pussy. And if you're the opposite, if you're the guy who's out there and you're going out there and jerking off behind your wife's back and maybe just talking to women or just like so unfulfilled in your relationships, please, for you guys, it's a little bit more severe and I really um, encourage you to please reach out and have a chat with us. We would love to help you and give you some perspective on your life for sure because you don't have to go through that sufferance alone and we want to make that really clear. But we know it's tough and that's why we have created this. So we're giving the men a voice in regards to sexuality and leadership and masculinity and we're not going down a red pill fucking route and we're not going down like all of all of this and it's like fucking fighting the fighting all this it's like no we're just dudes who are speaking our experiences that we've done for 23 plus years so then you can get some perspective on some things so then we can go here's not to make the same fuck ups that we made because we make a lot of fuck ups and we're the first people to put our hands up so in that respect 
Stop, um, stop watching porn or reduce it, if you can, um, reduce it if you can. You're not fucked up. Erections are in the mind. Find someone you actually connect with. And then if you're nervous for the first time, really start utilizing all the tools that we've given you today and, and understanding how you can do that and start taking more control in the bedroom instead of thinking, oh shit, I've got to do this certain thing. Absolutely. I don't have anything else to add to that really. Um, if you want to support this podcast, all you need to do is share this with people who need it. This is a global movement. It's a revolution. This is not a business. We want to change the next generation of men and make them men again. This is going to benefit everyone around you. It's going to benefit women. It's going to, going to benefit, benefit men. We, we want to teach men how to be men again. That includes how, how men show up at work, how they run their business, how they treat their employees, how they interact with their employers, how they interact with women, how they, how, how they deal with their brothers, how they deal with their sisters, their, their daughters, their sons, their uncles, their grandparents. We want to bring real masculinity back again. This is What is masculinity? Masculinity essentially is benevolent leadership. There's no tyranny. There's no selfish gain in the patriarchy. It's literally everybody wins, right? It's leading through high-level competency while having everybody's best interest at heart, right? It's compassion, kindness, strength, direction, and all these other things. So if this is a movement you would like to see, if you, if you think this would be good for the world, all you need to do is two things. One, try to embody what we talk about here. Do everything you can. Whenever you're listening to this, take some notes. What can you do to change in your life to make women literally become better just from being in your presence? How can you make women have a more fulfilling life? And, and how can you make women have a better contribution on the world as a result of being in touch with you? How can you make the men around you make a change in the world as a result of being around you. Embody what we talk about as much as you possibly can. And if, if these things give you insights and epiphanies, leave us a comment. We would love to learn as well, right? So that's one thing. The, number, the second thing is share this. Embody it and share this. That's all you need to do. If you want to uh, uh, go a little bit more hardcore, you can check out the website andrewmilk.com. We have a sex toy shop where you can download sex toys that you can use to further learn how to play around with the feminine. We can teach you how to use the sex toys as well. We are going to put together a couple of manuals to go with the sex toys too. Um, and if you want to really, really, really change your life, like we said, we have a very high-end mentorship. We only take on four people a year. Um, if you're interested in that one, this $25,000 package is pretty, pretty high-end. Um, if you want to do something like that, uh, let us know and we'll put you through the application process to come to an SQL retreat. Uh, there's about an eight-week waiting list for that at the moment. But after you go through that program, you will be eligible for the 25k package if you uh, pass and uh, you're properly certified for it so that's it for today and we soon have more stuff coming your way please share this with your friend like this download it do whatever the fuck you want with it we just do it because we love you and thank you so much for today for everyone who listened and all i want to say is yeah as pierre said share it and 
hit us up. We want to hear how everything goes. We don't want to just make these. We love the feedback that we get. So yeah, again, thank you for everyone and all the amazing support that we've got so far. We're going to wrap it up here and we will see you tomorrow. Peace.